everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, I want to thank our supporting partners who make the podcast possible, and this month that's Cushcore and Canyon. I've been using and loving Cushcore since way back in 2019 when I tested them ahead of an interview with Cushcore founder Adam Crefton. Yes, Cushcore help protect your rims, but for me, that's just a side benefit from the performance gains that they provide. Cushcore provides added damping to the system, improving the performance of the bike, especially when it comes to maintaining speed through rough terrain and over square-edged hits. It's basically making the bike feel like it's got more or better suspension. If you're pushing hard, then you'll really appreciate the added support they provide in the turns too. Cushcore really stands out and is unique in its design and the benefits that it brings, elevating it to way more than just some puncture and rim protection. Cushcore have a range of sizes from Pro to XC Plus and Gravel and Cyclocross 2, and you can get them in 2.9, 275 or a mixed set for your mullet. They've also designed some awesome accessories to make fit in Cushcore a breeze, like the bead dropper tire lever, which is hands down the best tire lever I've ever used, whether you've got Cushcore or not, and the brand new bead broke, which is a really smart little tool that holds the bead in place as you fit the tire, basically making it feel like you've got a third hand. Again, not just something that's going to benefit Cushcore users, as it really does help. So if you want to go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence, then Cushcore.com is the place to head. Check them out and feel the benefits of everything Cushcore has to offer. Canyon have recently launched a brand new version of their enduro race bike, the Strive. They've gone all in to make this the fastest enduro race bike on the circuit by pushing the engineers to the limits and using feedback from their enduro team featuring riders like Jack Moore, Dim Tordo and of course Fabian Burrell. I was lucky enough to get my hands on one of the first drives in the UK and we'll be putting it through its paces in this episode alongside two of Canyon's other offerings to look at what kind of bike might be best for you. More about that in a sec, but if you want to check out the Strive or any of Canyon's products, then you can do that over at canyon.com. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. There's buttons to help you get that done over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. If you want to support the show, you can grab some merch over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. And if you want a copy of the first issue of our print project, Downtime EP, you can do that over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. You can also subscribe so you'll get issue two as soon as it drops, which is pretty close to happening. All the links you need for all of this stuff are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. You can also get in touch and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook by heading to at downtimepodcast. Now, I'm guessing I'm not the only one who spent hours looking at geometry charts, thinking about how much travel I actually need and trying to work out which is the right bike for me, my riding and my ability. So I thought it'd be interesting to get three regular riders and three bikes that sit across the range from 150mm to 170mm of rear travel with different takes on things like reach, chainstay length and head angle to see how they all feel and perform out on the trails. So in this episode, we take Canyon Spectral, their torque and the brand new Strive race bike for two days of riding one pedaling and one uplifted to look at the positives and negatives of the different bikes. Hopefully this gives you something to think about when you're making your own decisions about what bike is right for you. All right, without further ado, here's me, Ben and Johnny. Welcome to the podcast, Johnny Matthews and Ben Thompson. Johnny, you've been on before. Um, people, if they've listened to the Wheel Size podcast, would have heard your voice, but just uh, give us a quick reminder who you are and kind of your riding experience and level i guess i'm um jonathan matthews i um i'm an old man now but used to race back in the day um pretty enthusiastic about it all um reasonably competent and can 
drivel on about wheel sizes and various other things. So good stuff. You and I mean you're covering up here, but you raced a couple of World Cups back in the day. So a long fair, time ago. In the nineties. Yeah. When World Cups were World Cups. Yeah, Grundigs, as we used to call them. <laughs> yeah. For anyone old enough for that. And Ben, what about you? Just give us a quick overview. Uh similarly an old man uh like Jonathan, but slightly older actually. Um <clears throat> I did work out. I've been riding for thirty-four years on mountain bikes, which is a pr- pretty scary figure. Yeah. Um guess I'd I'd consider myself expert, but not the same quite the same level as Johnny. <laughs> uh I've ridden various places around the world. Um occasionally race enduro like most men in their mid forties. Bother the podium sometimes at local races, but um it's about my level. Nice. All right, good. And let's talk a little bit about the bike. So we're going to be going back to back on the Canyon Spectral, the Torque, and the brand new Canyon Strive. So the Spectral is Canyon's kind of all-round trail bike offering, I guess you'd call it. It's 160 mil up front, 150 at the back. It's the bike we used for the wheel size episode last year that we all really enjoyed uh, spending time with. The Torque is a 170 mil front and rear offering that's kind of built tough to take whatever you can throw at it, but it's also been designed that it's okay to pedal. Um, so it offers way more flexibility than a downhill bike, but can take the kind of abuse that a downhill bike can. And then the Strive is their brand new enduro race bike. I guess it's been massively updated for this year. It's 170 up front, 160 at the back, and it's been designed with feedback from their enduro team. So it's a no I guess a no compromise bike for getting around and enduro race as quickly as you can. It's really quite long. It's pretty slack um, and really kind of pushing things from a geometry point of view. And as the Strive is a race bike, it only comes in full 29. That's the way they've, they've kind of set up with that bike. So we've done the same for all three. We've got all three models in, uh, in the 29 wheel size front and rear. The Strive we had was the CFR model. So that's Fox factory suspension XTR drivetrain talk also cf9 pretty much the same spec and then the spectral we had in cf8 which has got the performance elite suspension so exactly the same damping uh, it just doesn't have the kashima coating so it's pretty close from a performance perspective and then it's got xt instead of xdr drivetrain so really not much of a difference there and luckily or maybe because i chose the right people we're all pretty much the same size so we all ride medium bikes um, so we were able to switch between the brights pretty easily. We did make some suspension changes and kind of, you know, cockpit things like brake position and stuff when we were swapping between bikes, but really didn't spend any particular time on what I would say kind of suspension optimization or tuning, really just like manual settings pretty much to get the bikes in a good operating window. So the plan was to take the three bikes and do a variety of riding over two days to see as regular riders, if we'd actually notice much of a dis- much of a difference between the three bikes, we decided we wouldn't do time in this time around. Um, but we wanted to focus on how the bikes felt across a wider variety of terrain rather than just riding each bike down the same track over and over. Ultimately, this is about trying to work out what sort of bike is the best for the sort of riding that you're going to be doing. Um, and we all sit and look at the numbers and try to decide what we should buy. And it's it's not easy to do. So we did exactly that, I guess. Before we went riding, we we took a, a look at all three bikes on paper. I think Johnny put together a little spreadsheet for us. Um, so yeah, Johnny, start with you. What were your thoughts looking at the bikes on paper? Obviously, you've got the experience of the Spectral in, in real life, but not the Torque and the Strive at this point. I guess initially when I 
you know, I went to the website and I started having a look at the bikes. I got the the numbers for the um, that that they put on their website. And initially, I was I had it in my head. I don't know why I had it in my head. Oh, you know what they kind of were. But when I actually saw them on paper, I was kind of amazed at how um, similar or close they all were in terms of. Um, you know, some of the basics, you know, I, I didn't perceive there to be uh, any huge gap between them. So I was actually quite intrigued as to how they would write and what would be different about them, because I wouldn't, you know, maybe if we'd have got the, the spectral that they do, which is 125, that would be clearly different. But, you know, on, on the face of it, they were all really, really similar. Yeah. Ben, what about you looking at the numbers? Yeah, I mean, similar. We were saying before, weren't we? Wow, there's not much. There's not much between them all, really. Angles the same, sort of ten mil steps in travel between them. Um, I guess also sort of reflecting on what I ride on a day to day basis. I've got a, a Kotic Rocket Max, which is like a one fifty, one sixty front, one fifty rear, quite long, quite slack. And of the bikes that <clears throat> of the bikes that we were testing that look closest to the strive on paper in terms of like the geometry, particularly like the long, long front end. Um, so yeah, I, I was, well, I think it was sort of, is there going to be that much difference between all lead bikes really on, on paper before we actually yeah, they, threw they a leg sit, over them? Yeah. They yeah. all sit pretty close. I think like, yeah, the head angle varies from 63 and a half, no, sorry, 64 on the spectral 63 and a half on the torque and 63 on the strive. Um, the reach, I guess, is probably the biggest difference. So it goes from four, five, six on the spectral up to four, six, five on the torque. And then the strive has got this, um, potential to shift, uh, plus minus five mil from the nominal on the medium, it's 480. So you can go four, seven, five to four, eight, five. So those are the, the biggest kind of deltas. And there's some more subtle stuff going on in chain stay length. I guess the spectral being the shortest at four, three, seven, the torque at four forty. Um, sorry, the strive in fact is the shortest chain state at four, three, five. So there's some, some interesting bits and bobs in there, but they're all, they all sit pretty tight. Um, they're also fairly close on weight. I guess the spectrals sort of stands aside being the lightest at 14.3 kilos. The uh, torque is in the middle at 15.18 and the strive at 15.84, but yeah, all kind of in that uh, similar area, I suppose. So first day we spent at the Forest of Dean going on what would be a relatively normal bike ride for us. And I guess for a lot of people, so riding some nice wooded single track, with plenty of roots and holes, braking bumps, berms off camber, a few small jumps, and then pedaling back up on fire roads, which is, is pretty standard, I guess, for a lot of rides. Um, we started the day with me on the strive, Johnny on the torque and Ben on the spectral, I think just give us some initial impressions of those bikes ben we'll start with you that was your first time on a on a spectral right yeah <clears throat> so we jumped on there it's the first time i've ever ridden a carbon carbon bike as well i think okay in, uh, any real uh, uh seriousness um it felt it felt uh seated it felt short from the saddle to the bars um first run down it felt very light uh poppy playful um turned well sort of it was really dry that day so some of those turns were quite loose um turned well handled the um like the rough stuff that we were that we were hitting um and also sort of all around positive 
positive um, first run down on that. Yeah, I think you found it pretty easy to get up to speed with that bike, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, you're on the talk. What about what about your first impressions? Similar to Ben, actually. Um, I was, I was initially, I was really impressed with how well it climbed because in my head, I had the idea that it was. Uh, you know, in terms of the suspension layout, it's it's almost identical to the Spectral. So in my head, I was like, it's just an, a longer travel version of the Spectral. And I knew the Spectral climbed well, but I expected it to climb a little bit worse because of, uh, you know, more travel and uh, so forth. However, I think because the seat stay is, uh, the seat tube, sorry, is slightly steeper, it put it put me in a really nice position to climb, and like Ben said, you know, it does it? You know, it was quite short from the seated position to the handlebars, but it climbed really well. And of the three, I you know, maybe getting ahead of myself here, I was really happy climbing on that bike. You know, yeah. it was travel wasn't even an issue there. There was no lockouts or or you know, like shape shifting like on the Strive. It was you know really easy to climb. And then on the downs. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was fine. It, it felt like how I remembered the spectral to be. Um, you know, it, I wasn't short of travel by any stretch of the imagination because it has the, the 38s up front, which I'd, I'd, not, I'd not ridden before. But I was quite excited to ride because they, they looked great and they offered a bit more travel and um, torsional rigidity. Um, and it was great. It was, um, it, it wasn't, it's it, it's hard to actually to talk about it now and not get ahead of myself and com- start comparing it with the other bikes because on that first run, I was you know it was, I was like you know oh good okay great you know happy days, uh, but it was only actually once I started riding the other two that I actually got an opinion of how it sat yeah how it sits amongst the others and yeah. you know they're all good you know and we were you know we're probably going to kind of quibble over the nuances here, but it, yeah, it was great. It was easy to get on with, you know, immediately could ride it fast. Yeah. So yeah, it was happy, happy, good happy stuff. days. Yeah. And I started out on the strive, um, and I'd had it for a few days. So I'd taken it for a little shakedown ride on some trails locally and I'd had it. So worth saying at the time we didn't have the zero reach option, um, we only had the plus and minus five cups because that was all that was available to us. So I'd set it up in the short setting at four seven five, which is far from short, um, <laughs> and ridden it on my trails at, at home. And then you boys were egging me on to stick it <laughs> in the it long setting. Um, so I put it into the four eight five setting before that ride, and I found it pretty hard to ride. To be honest, for those first couple of runs, like a couple of times where the front wheel pushed. Um, and I, I really struggled to kind of keep the front end in check on those first couple of runs. And we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Um, I thought the suspension was insanely good on it. it. To me, it feels like a really well set up downhill bike, basically like there's so much um, kind of traction. It's super supple off the top, um, but supportive in the mid stroke as well. So you can kind of change direction quickly you've got something to push against you can switch lines really easily but it just seems to patter through stuff and uh 
And I, yeah, I was really impressed with that in those first couple of runs, but it was scaring me a little bit. But anyway, we did those first couple of runs on those bikes. Um, swap bikes did a bit of fettling of suspension and cockpit controls, went back up for another couple of runs and then swapped again uh, and did two runs on the final bike. So we'd all done two runs on each of the three bikes. Um, so Johnny, this gives you some opportunity now to start putting that that talk into context. Um, I can't remember which order you went through the bikes on, but take us through your thoughts. So I think I moved on to the Spectral next, and which I was quite excited about because um, of the previous um, wheel uh, size uh, session that we did. So I knew I, I knew kind of knew what to expect, and it was it was just the same, super easy to get on with, um, really playful, and just a confidence inspiring bike. What I did notice was on, I think one of the tracks that we ended up riding a couple of times, that there was a, a fast section towards the end. And I noticed it being harsher on the front in comparison to the other two bikes, mainly because the of the of the forks. Well, I, th- I think it was the fork. The forks and a slightly slightly smaller width front tire. Yeah, it's a two point four as compared to a two point five on the other two, and a slightly lighter casing as well. I think. Yeah, so um, so that was noticeable, and I think if say if we'd all been on spectrals like the last, I, I wouldn't even have thought about it. it. Was only because I had the other bikes to compare. Um, so then I moved on to the Strive, and I was quite excited about this because of. Um, it had a different suspension layout. It was longer. Um, but immediately when I got on it to ride back up the hill, it, 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 it's a long, it's just a physically longer bike. So the, especially with the plus five, um, headset in, it was, it was a much, uh, more stretched position riding back up the hill. Um, so, you know, clicking the shapeshifter and, um, you know, tootling back up the hill, uh, you know, that helped. But I, you know, in comparison, I actually still like the riding position of the torque up the hills better than the strive. Mm-hmm. Going down the hill, oh my god, it was. <laughs> I was, um, I was able to do things on that bike that I wasn't able to do on the other two. It, it like first run, it was. It had a completely different feel. I think largely due to the different suspension layout and the the geometry to uh, I I spent quite a lot of time thinking about it on the drive home and I think we we talked about it a little bit as well in terms of it had that feeling of being more in the bike as opposed to on the bike which is the feeling that we got from the the spectral mullet that we rode previously and it it provided kind of a a level of confidence in the corners and a, a and of grip that was um that just wasn't there on the other two bikes and it just it, it felt like there wasn't a i could just keep pushing it pushing it pushing it push to the point where obviously i fell off um <laughs> but yeah it was just a just a lot of fun to ride downhill uh, but having said that maybe you know it what didn't have that poppy fun feel maybe that the special did but if you just wanted to go really fast, it was, it was great. Yeah. Did a good job of that. And then Ben, so you must've gone on to the strive and then the talk. Yeah. No, I think I went talk then strive. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, this runs three and four were on the talk. Um, <clears throat> felt again like the spectral, it felt quite short sitting on it. Um, and because of the, the different seat, seat angle as well with the seat down, <clears throat> the seat's a bit further forwards. Um, and I could feel the seat between my thighs sort of on the descent. So it had a real sensation of feeling quite short. Um, more travel, but it didn't really feel like more travel. It felt very firm. Um, we were using the travel, um, but it didn't have that sort of plush uh, feel that the Spectral had, that you could use that tra- sort of like use it to move move the bike around. Um, when front- you say plush feel, do you mean Strive, not the Spectral? Uh, so the spect- the spectral had it didn't have the same level of plushness as the as the strive, mm. but you could still like you could still push push with your feet and feel a bit of movement and use that okay. uh, as you rode the bike down. Um, the torque felt very fi- not didn't feel firm because we got through the travel, but it just felt a little bit dead. Didn't have the, quite the same sort of playful, responsive yeah. feel. Um, front end traction for me was a real issue on the torque. It just didn't feel like it had the grip that the spectral did mm-hmm. um uh and um you know the big, bigger forks but didn't seem to to uh to grip grip as well yeah um climbing climbed climbed incredibly well uh just as well as the talk didn't uh, just as well as the spectral didn't feel like a burden anything uh anything along those lines climbed really well um but then runs five and six on the strive i mean i was pretty johnny was obviously pretty excited having ridden it i was quite excited as well just hopping on it just felt at home straight away you know that extra reach um it's just put me back where i'm used to riding um and it just stuck like glue wherever you went um it went around turns it sort of highlighted the weaknesses that I hadn't even noticed in the other bikes, really. I thought the Spectral <laughs> yeah. had gone pretty well first first couple of runs. But the Strive just railed around every turn. Uh, it felt like there was one fast, real fast straightaway with with a braking bump straight across it. It just went through there. And like I think we were saying, weren't we? I could have gone faster, but I was... Uh, maybe it was the next day actually we said i could have gone faster but i was getting a bit scared uh, it just eggs you on and on to go faster and faster um so a real standout in, t- in those terms i'd agree with johnny it maybe wasn't that apparent the first day but it didn't it didn't have quite the playful feel of the spectral it didn't want to be moved around it just wanted to get down to the bottom of the hill as fast as it possibly could um and and on the climbs up again as well um much more comfortable position um, but I rode it up those hills with with the shapeshifter on and with the shapeshifter off. I couldn't really tell much difference. It climbed climbed brilliantly. Yeah, it's, it's unusual. I can't. I'm trying to get my head around why you were struggling with front end grip on the torque because the strive's longer. Like it's a harder bike to weight the front of. Like you say, you're used to running a a pretty long reach bike, which the torque sits kind of well within. Did did Johnny? Did you have any front end issues on the torque? Um, I did, and I found myself um, slightly changing my riding style and um, riding a lot more, a lot further over the front. And I ended up getting a lot more out of the bike when I did it. Um, the spectra, you could, I could stay in the middle um, and get and be more consistent that way. Whereas the torque, I found, if I'd weighted the front more in a more mindful manner 
I got more, I, as I said, I got more out of it. But, I, you know, again, getting ahead of myself the next day on the longer runs, that proved to be quite tiring. But you weren't feeling the need to do that on the Strive? No. I, in the Strive, I stayed in the middle of the bike the entire time. Yeah. Interesting. Ben, any thoughts from you on what, what was going on with the talk to cause that kind of struggle to keep the front end pin? Because you'd, you'd sort of expect the Strive to be the one that would be hardest. On paper, anyway. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think a bit, a bit more up. Sitting on the torque, it felt like a tall bike. It felt the tallest of the bikes sitting on it. Um, obviously, once you into like dynamic mode, that sort of equals equals itself out. Um, we did try dropping the bars a bit on the second day, I think, which maybe helped a little. Um, but I just never could trust. I just couldn't trust the front end of the the talk i wasn't comfortable like getting more more weight over the front of it um in terms of the strive and weighting the front i don't um it just felt like you were more you were sort of balanced between front and rear mm-hmm. better um i don't know if those those short if it's got the shorter chain stays um if that sort of uh would weight you further forwards i don't know i'm used to riding on a bike of that shape so I just felt comfortable and yeah, that's didn't fair have comment. any issues at all. Yeah. I w- and I was really interested to get back onto the Spectral because, like we said, it's a bike that we, we loved when we did the wheel size testing. And it was kind of weird going directly from the Strive, which is so composed, back to the Spectral. It felt, even though it was the full 29er Spectral, which was the one that felt composed on the wheel size testing, it sort of felt like I was on the 275 version again. Like it had that kind of somewhat rowdy feeling to it. Like there was a lot more of the trail coming through the bike when you compare the Spectral to the Strive, just because of the nature of the suspension platform, I think. Um, but I found it, yeah, super easy to ride. Like that Spectral, I never, ever had to think about kind of what I was doing on the bike or where my weight was to keep it working. It always just seemed to do what I wanted it to do and it's yeah super fun super playful the torque I also found a a challenging bike to ride and not what I expected like on paper I sort of expected a some sort of mini downhill bike I guess and it doesn't really have that feeling to it it is relatively kind of taut and like felt a bit um really hard to describe but yeah it didn't feel like it had it clearly had more travel than the Spectral, but it didn't feel like it had as much travel as the Strive for some reason. I think maybe because it doesn't give it up as willingly, certainly not in the first part of the stroke, maybe. Um, it definitely felt shorter in travel than the Strive and less kind of comfortable over the terrain, but definitely a bike that was was capable and quick and probably easier to ride faster than the than the Spectral was. But... Yeah, again, I echo the sentiment on the climbing. I think, like, I think over a really, really long day, you'd probably start to feel that the spectral was a little bit lighter than the other two when you've been up and down the hill enough times. But to be fair, I think all of them pedal really, really well. I'd happily ride any of them up all day. I think there was no real issues with any of that, which surprised me. Certainly, with the torque at, at 170 mil, I wouldn't expect a bike. Of, with that much travel to be that easy to pedal up but agreed the riding positions super super comfy 
Um, did anyone have any comments on stiffness of the strive? Because there's talk in a lot of the kind of first ride reviews and in the you know in the press releases, the bike has been deliberately made to be quite stiff and pointy. I guess it's a race bike, and they want it to track well. Did anyone feel any positive or negative impacts of that stiffness? Just felt like it would it would go exactly where you wanted to to put the bike. Um, so I ended up spending, you know, more time looking at the trail of different ways to ride it than I, than just getting down the trail. It kind of like opened me up to be able to be more aware of what was going on. Um, in terms of, you know, actual actual you know i never actually grabbed the the bike itself and you know mm. flex the back wheel against the uh, the frame like you know when you you only ever do that when you've got a problem i think something's loose and you grab it and and then you're like oh my god look how much it flexes um i think if we'd have done that across all three bikes we might have actually noticed that um as you know as something that you could compare against the other three you know uh, for me, it just felt more solid, I think mm-hmm. is probably the best way for me to describe it. Yeah, definitely went where you pointed it. Yeah, I mean, compared to the Spectral and the Torque, it didn't lose its line quite so easily. Like the Spectral, you'd get to a point where you're feeling like bad, bad about and shifting around the trail a bit, but the Strive would just stick to the line and hold it, basically. Yeah whether the stiffness is a con- contributing to that characteristic. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel stiff to ride, but it, it, it definitely went where you put, where you sent it kind of thing. Yeah, not harsh. So we, yeah. So we did that, you know, two runs each back-to-back on all the bikes. Um, I was pretty keen then to stick the Strive back into the short, in inverted commas, setting at 475 because I was kind of struggling and the, the front end was getting away from me. So we did that. We dropped the stem uh, about three mil to like one of the smaller spaces. And for me, that totally turned the bike back on. Like it felt way better. And I wasn't having to worry about the front kind of drifting away from me. You guys both did a, a run or two on it as well in that 475 reach. Um, ben, how how did you feel that had changed the bike? Um, it felt, um, so I had a bit of a, roll out on it at the end of the day and we rode one trail back to the car park which is a bit steeper and and rougher compared to the other trails that we've been on and it felt great felt great down there i was i was kind of of the mind that the longest setting would be the best um but that sort of started to put a few doubts doubts in my mind as to whether that was true or not so i was quite looking forward to giving it a whirl the following day um to see see how it worked out on some other trails certainly didn't feel worse um just a question of fine tuning yeah fair johnny thoughts i loved it <laughs> did you prefer it in the 475 than the 485 yeah okay i have i have nothing else to say on the matter <laughs> why <laughs> it was just great it was like i've got shorter arms it was you know the 485 i did feel a little bit stretched um like i was riding a bigger bike and if you look if you i think if you you know on the website if you um, go off their height suggestions, the medium is technically above all of our heights. Yeah, which just, yeah. which is 
which I found quite surprising because, you know, I'm 173 centimetres and I'm, I generally I'm always a medium. Yeah. And for a medium to be, si- to, uh, to be sized out of a medium, I was like, what? what? That's a first. Um, so in the long, I was like, oh, it, wow, yeah, it does feel like a long bike. And by and putting it back, it, you know, it, it just made it a little bit more comfortable for me. So it went from being uh, really good to great and it, it just suited me perfectly and now that's not to say i wouldn't be interested in trying the the zero offset yeah just for shits and giggles and just to see how it compared but pulling it back that just you know that that bit for me it was it 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 got out of a bike what i always perceived i wanted from a a longer bike Mm -hmm. and and re-looking at the numbers again now i think that combination of um, a slightly shorter rear end um the longer front end and being you know nicely positioned in the middle and having that great balance between the front and not having and riding more in the bike it just it it just tipped it over into big even better for me so every time i got on it i was just excited to just to play and just to you know just to rag it as hard as possible nice nice all right so that was uh day one done i think we did a bit over a thousand meters of climbing and descending on the trails in the forest of dean there um and then for day two we decided we'd go uh i guess up a notch we took them to bike park wales for a full day of uplifts just to see how riding in a bike park setting with some bigger compressions, sort of gnarlier features, rougher trails might influence our choices and, and how we feel about the bikes. So going into day two, did either of you have any kind of expectations or any things you were were kind of thinking you would feel from the bikes uh, on that on that rougher day? Ben, we'll start with you. Well, I think... I came out of the first day with a clear favourite of the three, which was Strive. And I, I thought, a day at Bike Park Wales, ain't, that ain't going to change my opinion, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be faster, rougher. Um, we aren't pedalling up any hills. Not that that was really an issue. Um, and so I was just expecting to feel really comfortable on the Strive. Um, the talk. You know, Canyon talk about the talk being that like a, uh, a bike park bike for hucking and yeah, mini downhill bike, etc. So we thought I might see a bit more of the talk coming into its own, perhaps at, at Bike Park Wales. Um, and if anything, in terms of the spectral, I thought we'd see that perhaps starting to look feel a bit overfaced in places. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's losing some of the advantages it had at the Forest of Dean on the sort of rarity of faster, rougher trails at Bike Park Wales. Yeah. For sure, Johnny. Any anything to add to that? Expectations. No, I, I, almost completely agree. To be honest, um, it's it, it's funny to think that the spectral at you know that that level of suspension, we think it would be a bit you know uh, <laughs> struggle a bit. Whereas you know, say five years ago, we'd be all over it. Um, but on paper, I, I was expecting the 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 torque to come into its home. If mm-hmm. I'm honest, I thought. Uh, the, the, you know maybe slightly more gradient slightly rougher I, th- I was expecting um yeah that to be uh, slightly more interesting interesting and i was expecting the strive just to 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 go faster yeah. faster 
And worth mentioning, I guess we backed off a little bit of compression damping on the torque just to try and open it up a little bit because I think we'd all felt it was a, kind of a bit, I don't know if stiff or harsh is the right word through the travel, but yeah, wanted to try and make it feel a bit more um, open. So we took some of that compression off. So yeah, followed a similar process to what we did on the first day, apart from we weren't having to pedal up. So we did two runs on each of the bikes then swapped over and we rode a pretty good mixture, I think, of rough, rocky tech trails, some flow and jump trails so that we had a kind of wide spectrum of terrain to test the bikes across. Um, Johnny, we'll go to you first. How did your feelings for the for the three bikes progress through that second day? Um, so I started on the Spectral, I think, which was the, the one that I finished on on, on uh, the first day. And... I loved it. I was just, you know, I, I, you know, as, as Ben mentioned, you know, we kind of thought it might be a bit, you know, undermatched for the terrain. It wasn't completely. It was, it was all over it. Really enjoyed riding it and just, just, just great. It was just, you know, worked really well. Um, I, you know, I think we found um, some, some nice, really rough trails as well. And, uh, with uh, lots of rocks to, you know, really kind of test out, you know, the uh, the suspension and uh, how the suspension worked with jumps of the bike. And, uh, you know, I did get on to the point of the spectral where it, it was almost at the limits of the suspension. I was, you know, dinging rims because um, that was the name of the trail. Um, <laughs> and... It was, but it was, it was great. And then I think, then I moved on to the torque and yeah, I could go faster through the rocks, but it wasn't as fun uh, on all of the twistier stuff that we were doing higher up the hill. So, um, it, I was, yeah, I was quite surprised actually. I didn't, in, it, it wasn't as fun as the spectral. Yeah. And then I got on the strive and that was great. <laughs> Nothing more to add. <laughs> it sounds really boring. I come to the same conclusion every time. But I got on this drive and it was just, you know, and we went back and um, I think we were, you know, we were like four runs deep at that point and went back and we did, you know, one of the trails that we'd been doing so that we could do this comparison. And, you know, this one section is just like almost a straight line and it's just really rocky. And I was just like, just love the brakes and just like, Okay, let's see how fast we can go on this and yeah, I can keep going faster. Yeah, yeah no, no. It just felt really uh, stable, secure, and completely understand why it's their race bike. Completely understand. It's just, it was just planted and straight. Yeah, it didn't seem to have a limit, or I certainly couldn't find it. And in the corners as well, you know, even though it was a longer bike, I found it really maneuverable and, uh, and maybe not quite as playful as the spectral, but I could still like jump it around and put it where, you know, and I th- Oh, that's a good line. That's where it went. That's a good line. That's where it went. And the grip as well, the grip in the, co- I think Ben mentioned earlier, the grip in the corners was just fantastic. Yeah. Go on then, Ben thoughts from the day. Uh, so I started out on the strive, um, eased into things on the fastest bike at the, pair um i mean it's just yeah it's just brilliant 
um, sort of echo what Johnny says. That be you'd be on you'd be on like super fast, straight, rough sections where on other bikes you'd be like, oh, steady on, and you'd either just be picking up speed or you'd just feel relaxed, like this is nothing to worry about. Um, quick changes of direction, things like that. It's just solid. You knew it was going to hold its line. It would grip. Um, there was one, I think maybe on our first or second run where we were on a section of trail where there's some really tight, steep switchbacks. I think you were behind me at that point, Chris. Yeah. And I see you it, kind of struggling a bit there. Yeah. It was hard to, to work it around. Um, it went round tight, steep turns like that, but it did take a, a little bit more of, uh, a little bit more body English, I think, than, uh, would have done on this the uh spectral or the talk not that i rode not that we rode that trail again um but you know that's one short section off uh much longer trails um it did feel it uh, johnny's used the word fun about the spectral a lot and the that is a fun bike and the strive it's not fun in the same way it's fun in like uh, it's different it, fun. Yeah, ear to ear grin. I'm going so fast. It's beyond my normal capabilities. Or I'm I'm uh, going around this corner faster than I ever have done before. Um, but it's not the sort of fun where I'm just going to lift it up, put it onto that, put it onto that line there. Or I'm going to ping it off these two turns quickly. Um, it's more of a sort of straight through, fast, fast as you like, fun on the strive. Um, uh, and but then I, we, there's a there's a turn as you like the very last turn on one of the trails where um you're about to pop out onto the uplift road i think or something and it's full of massive braking bumps from like 50 yards back and on the strive you were just plowing into that full speed knowing full well that you'd pull on the brakes your feet would be planted on the pedals and you'd get around it it was just that sort of hollering type experience of that that it did, you know and that didn't work on the other bikes it, that was where they were reaching their limit you'd be feeling shaken uh on the spectral you'd be re- at the limit of the forks uh etc um so i think first first run was on first couple of runs were on the strive then i think i was on the spectral perhaps um for a couple of runs and just that bike is i mean if we'd if we hadn't been comparing it against other bikes, I'd have thought it was the probably one of the best bikes I've ever ridden. It's just so much fun, uh, really well balanced. Um, you were at this point, it was starting to, I was starting to notice the limitations of its front end grip, which is still amazing in usual circumstances, but didn't quite stack up against what the Strive can give you. Um, but other than that, just a brilliant brilliant all-round fun bike just shows how far things have come uh, in mountain bike design really in the 34 years that i've been <laughs> that i've been at it <laughs> um and then i think the last couple after that were on the talk and so i i started to sort of see where the talk for me anyway works um i think our first run we did trail people know the trails at bike park wales probably it's called popty ping it's got some nice floaty long table tops pretty gentle some you know huge well huge gentle berms the sort of berms that you can just ride around and the bike stays perpendicular to like the surface of the berm there's no sort of leaning over to get traction or anything um and it flew down there 
um, super over the jumps. There's little bits you can hop, you can hop or hock off. It was great on sort of like longer, rougher landings. I never really like on the rougher trails. I never really f- uh, felt that, that extra travel. I felt the benefit of that. I preferred the spectral through through those sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Maybe just because you can move it around a bit more. Um, and uh, and the front end, like where you were trying to push around turns with the front end on the torque, I was never never comfortable with the front end of that bike. I don't know what it was, um, but I can see why. Sort of big bike park, smoother bike park type trails. If you're someone who likes to sort of send massive jumps or uh, pull tricks, that sort of thing, it's probably the th- bike of the three for you. But that's not my kind of riding. Yeah, I think that's probably where the torque kind of fell down in is that it's probably not the right bike that any of the three of us like no. we're not hitting huge jumps and doing big hucks to flat and uh we don't need a bike that's built to be able to handle some of that stuff really. So it's probably a bit uh, like overbuilt maybe for us. We want something that's maybe more traction rich and and allows us to kind of hit lines and and stuff which the other two bikes are probably bit better i think i did feel better on the torque on the second day with a little bit less compression damping on and on some bigger trails like i felt it felt more at home but i still it didn't kind of light a fire in me which the other two bikes did like there was nothing wrong with it It rode really well it was kind of it was is easy to get down the trails on it was a pleasure to ride but it didn't i wouldn't say it excited me in any way that was the bike that i started the day out on i think i then i went onto the strive and i mean you two guys are significantly quicker than me on a bike but like riding down behind you on the strive i just felt like i had a pretty good chance of keeping in touch like the bike could do so much for you like like i think we've all said you you point it where you want it to go and it there's a pretty good chance it's going to come out the other side in a good shape um especially through some of those really quick sections it was basically as, as fast as you dare let it go i don't think i got anywhere near the limit of what it was capable of um plenty of traction plenty of ability to hit lines and also it just seemed quite like if you made a mistake it didn't feel like it was going to punish you too much it felt like it was going to help you clean it up rather than throw you off like i think if you imagine a race car like race cars bite if you get things wrong you're in a gravel trap or in a wall pretty quickly and I didn't have that feeling with the strive. I sort of felt like it was going to try and help me out. Like it was going to give some extra travel or absorb something where I'd gone offline. So I wasn't, I wasn't, once I had the length set, right. I wasn't scared to ride it. Um, only kind of scared of some of the things it was allowing me to do speed wise. And then I, I moved on to the spectral last out of those three. And I was kind of nervous going back onto it. I was like, oh, I'm going on the small travel bike. like you know, a good chunk of the way through the day, we put in some fairly quick, long runs. And I, I expected to like struggle with it. And I didn't at all. It put a, it put a massive grin on my face and I really enjoyed riding it. Um, even through the rough stuff, I think we rode through Rimdinger and some of the rock sections and stuff with it. Yeah, you can feel that it's got less travel, but, it's just really easy bike to get on with and fun to ride something about it. It's it's it, obviously it's not a race bike. It's not designed to be the fastest thing a to B, 
but it's a hell of a lot of fun taking it wherever you take it. And then towards the end of that like session, we did one of the long flow trails. I can't remember what it was called, but it was really long. And uh, on that bike, it was you know super easy. There was nothing to differentiate between the strive, the torque, and the special on that trail. Really, it was just a case of getting down. I don't think that the the extra travel or the capability of those two bikes really helped. And it was just fun following you guys down there and on a bike that I felt super comfortable and confident on. So I was, yeah, I was kind of surprised by the spectral more than anything else on that day. Like the strive is great, super fast, probably going to be the fastest bike top to bottom. Well, not even probably it's going to be out of the three. I think the torque stepped up, I felt, but didn't light fire in me. And then the spectral put, put probably put the biggest grin on my face all day. I think it was a, it's a lot of fun. I think as, I think as well, we, we, you know, we said as well, if we'd have put a bigger tire on the front of the spectral, that it would have opened up a tiny bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were harking back to the, the wheel size tests and the mullet uh, version of the spectral. I think if we'd have had that one with the bigger front tire, it would have been really close with the strife in terms of um, just uh, how easy it was to get on with the bike and what we could get that bike to do. And I don't think the the the, the lesser travel or the fact that it was shorter would have been um, such a limiting factor. It would have been, you know, you've got that in the bike feeling. Um, I think that would have been fascinating, actually. I think we'd have had a real, I personally think we'd have had a, a harder job uh, different uh, picking one as to which maybe which one we preferred. I think it would have been even harder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there was, you had to leave Johnny to get back. Me and Ben did a couple more laps. Um, and there was a, a section of trail, Ben, where you were on the Spectral and I was on the Strive. And it was really interesting. But the Strive was... I was I wasn't doing anything. I was just on the bike and it was reeling you in like on every straight basically. It was incredible the speed that the bike was gaining over it wasn't even like particularly rough, but it was it was unbelievable how quickly that bike picks up speed. I'm not quite sure how it does it, but it was finding speed out of absolutely nothing. Probably that massive meal we had on Wednesday night. Okay. <laughs> it could have been half a ton of lasagna dragging me down the hill. Yeah. No, it does. It does pick up speed uh, phenomenally. Like without you seeming to do anything. Yeah, it's insane. It does it? Yeah. Does, yeah, it does feel like it does a lot for you. Yeah. I wanted to pick up on like risk versus reward. Um, the spectral we've all found a lot of fun to ride. And I think all willingly admit it's probably not the fastest bike of the three. You can have a great time on it. You're going a bit slower. The strive and the torque to, to some extent as well are, they give you the ability to go a lot faster. I think like for the same riding ability, you're going to be quicker on, on those bikes. Where do you guys sit um, on that whole risk reward thing? Like, would you rather have a bike that enables you to go faster um, and I guess potentially crash at a higher speed or would you be willing to settle for something that's fun, but a a kind of slightly lower speed? Johnny, I will start with you. I think I probably know the answer. Um, For me, 
if I if I was going to class it as the most dangerous bike to ride, it would be the Spectral, uh-huh. because I you know I I generally try to uh, I normally ride to a certain speed, and that perceived level of speed felt. Uh, whilst being fun obviously felt more difficult on the spectral and a couple of times you know i'd noticed the front end getting a bit twitchy or maybe trying to tuck in a couple of corners um whereas the strive i never had that feeling and even though i was going faster i never felt that perceived level of say danger in Mm. in my riding um I've got to put in here and ask ask Johnny which bike it was that he fell off. Oh, that would be the stride. Which is true, but you know, um, sorry, it was it was. was, I I had you know even even when I crashed, I had way sketchier moments on the spectral than I did on the strife. How did Um, you crash on the strife? What happened? um, I pushed the front uh, off a off camera corner. Okay. Um, and it was like one of those slow kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to crash. No, I'm not. I'm going to save it. Oh, no, it's still, no, I'm going to crash. No, I'm fine. Oh, I've crashed. It was, was, that, just, was that a case of finding the limit or do you think you got a bit set back and was, weren't waiting in front enough? Like what happened? Um, I, th- I think I just ever so slightly offline. It was the end of the day. I was getting a bit tired. I called it the day after that. Um, it was it was just a confluence of factors, I think. Yeah. All right then, Ben. What's your th- thoughts on risk versus reward, and which one did you crash? <laughs> I came off the spectral. Pretty similar <laughs> crash to Johnny. Really? Yeah. Front front end went out. Um. Uh. I mean, I think for me, I guess these these are really personal things. I'm not someone who crashes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, touch wood. So, touch wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we did that day. Um, so I don't think, but I don't, so I don't think bike characteristics are something that make me crash particularly. I think mm-hmm. that it's more likely. Um, so, so I guess for me, that makes the Strive the more dangerous bike because it'll happen. And it'll probably have higher consequences on the strive because I'd likely yeah. to be going faster or the point at which you come off the strive, you're probably in a bit more of a mess than you would be on, on the spectral. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily see it as a bike feature of the bikes particularly. And, and I wonder if, we're really you know what is a, a, like a crash at the limits of the spectral and a crash at the limits of the strive the strive would be worse probably but um you know you might lose a bit more skin are you more likely to break a bone i don't i don't know if the consequences would be that different necessarily I don't, I, I don't necessarily think you you you'll crash at the limits of either bike in terms of speed i think it's the uh the limits of certain characteristics of the bike so um, you know the, the the limits that I found on the spectral. It wasn't when I was going super fast. It was um, it was like medium speed, uh, uh, quick changes of direction, and it would feel an, I'd have like an instant feeling of instability. So if I'd have crashed at that point, it, it wasn't necessarily high consequence. But if I was to look at all all, all my riding throughout the day, those 
um, instances occurred more frequently on the spectral than they did on the strife. So on the balance of probabilities, I would put the spectral as a riskier bike because I had more of those um, events happening. Fair comment. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, one of the big questions, I guess, for a lot of people, certainly UK based, I'm not so sure for other areas, but a lot of us will ride at home on our local trails, which are whatever they are, maybe quite tame, maybe relatively gnarly, but then everyone, you know, would like to go away for a couple of weeks in the big mountains, generally in the Alps in the summer. And that's where the, you know, the terrain steps it up a few gears and you're riding on much more gnarly stuff. Would you like, would you be willing to take all three of those bikes to the Alps? Do you think there's like any if, downside? If, if Canyon was willing to <laughs> offer, offer me that, then you know what? And throw in a downhill bike, fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's the spectra at the end of the day that's going to be the one that for some people, they might not think it's enough bike. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'd say with a bigger front tire, it would be absolutely fine. Yeah. Like I'd, um, I think the last trip I did was, was finale and I'd happily take that bike there. I, I and yeah, with a bigger front tire. And I, and I also think that if you were the owner of the bike, you'd put a bit more effort into, uh, getting the suspension working just right for you. You know, we purposely put it in the stock settings across the board. And uh, apart from the couple of tweaks that you made to the torque, we didn't touch the suspension. So yeah. I think there's probably more room to get the bike working well. So how, would the special be fine? Yeah, it'd be great. Be, be, be great out there. Um, if you lived out there, maybe the, the torque might be the better, better option because, you know, back-to-back days um with that level of uh you know roughness it just might be that bit more forgiving over a over a longer time yeah yeah i'd certainly happily take the spectral on an outstrip as uh there's nothing that would stop me doing that what about you ben yeah i'd take it for sure yeah i think it's well capable of uh a week in the alps or finale or something similar sure so let's let's assume that we've got the choice then of those three bikes that we've you know we've enjoyed enjoyed riding all three, but if you had to choose one uh, to keep for your normal normal riding, Johnny's going to sit there and think about it for a while. Ben, what which one would you pick and and why and kind of how much does your riding style or your local riding influence that? I'm completely conflicted over the choice. I can't, I can't make a decision. Okay. Um, between. So between the, the spectral and the strive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so my, my, like a typical ride for me is like from the, so I live in Sheffield, south of Sheffield. It's like 25 Ks from my back door, right out of the city through some woods and on a bit of road. And then a loop of my local moorland. So like an enduro ride, do maybe three, three descents. Uh, and that'll be rough um rooty loose pretty challenging um suitable terrain for the strive um the the gradient's not super steep but it's good um and so the sort of the way i think about those rides is um like we talked about this before the most efficient way to get around that ride is probably on a hardtail something like that but that's not the most fun way to get around that ride um so thinking about the fun bits on the, that ride um the spec the strive would be 
amazing on the really fun bits. On the on the not quite as fun, but still very fun bits, maybe the Strive and the Spectral are sort of equal, or maybe the Spectral's perhaps better with its sort of like fun characteristics, a bit lighter, poppier, more playful. Um, so it's a balance really between trying to decide where um, where the benefit lies with those bikes in those situations. Um, and I just can't decide. <laughs> um, I think if I'd never ridden the Strive and it was Spectral V-Talk, I'd be on Spectral and I'd be just totally happy. Yeah. It's a fantastic bike, but I've got that FOMO, like fear of missing out now. Uh, you know, I know that there's that other bike out there that's maybe a little bit better in certain situations. <laughs> <laughs> and will my ego let me compromise on on that uh, and, and choose perhaps the bike that's not the best in all situations not the best in the most extreme situations um so like i think my <laughs> my head is probably saying spectral but my heart or ego is saying go for the strive i think what johnny's been saying about the mullet version um it'd be great to try a, a mulleted spectral see how yeah. that feels if that lifts it a little bit further um it does we're, we're all about the same height. Um, we talk about this as well, but I've got short, stumpy legs and a long body. So okay. I do like slightly longer bikes. So maybe the, a larger size spectral would work for me a bit better. I don't know. Okay. Um, are you going to push me? Yes, go on then. I'm going to push, <laughs> push you. Push me. Well. <laughs> all right, I'm going to say spectral. I'm going to go okay. for the spectral. And after, I wouldn't, if you'd asked me on the Wednesday, I would have said strive all the way. Yeah, but I think uh, Thursday was enlightening. Okay, good, interesting, Johnny. Go on then. Give again. Give us some background on your kind of normal rides, your local riding, and uh, and then how that plays into your choice. Um, so a lot of my local riding is more like more looping than it is a uh, like a big ride. I'll go somewhere and I'll just kind of lap, and uh, I live f- uh, further south than Ben and. My, one of my main riding spots there's um i don't know there's like nine or ten different downhill tracks and i can sp- spend a morning kind of looping and my go-to bike is an e-bike so i can get you know 40k in two hours and cover yeah. a lot of ground um the, uh, the terrain is i was thinking about this earlier the terrain is is similar to and uh, the the gradient is similar to the Forest of Dean. So mm-hmm. the riding we did there was quite representative of my local riding. So of these three bikes, <laughs> without any uh, distractions, I would always choose the Strive. Okay. Um, I love the way it handled. I love the grip. I love the way I could put the bike exactly where it um, I wanted it to, so for me, it uh, it was it was exactly what I, I would want from a bike. Now the big asterisk that sits by that answer is um, I know exactly what the mullet spectral rides like, and I think that's an amazing bike. And if that was on this test, I'm not sure I would give, be able to give that same answer. Interesting. If either of you uh oh, quickly go on one last thing i got the most tire buzz on the strive okay 
um, just as a, I thought I'd, 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 uh, I'd mention that because I'd not mentioned it earlier. Tire to ass. Tire to ass. Yes. Thoughts on uh, why? Um, I don't know actually because I didn't get it off the other two. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, if you, sorry. if either of you raced more or were more kind of results race results <laughs> oriented, would that like Ben? Would that shift you towards the strive, Johnny? Would it pull you away from the spectral mullet, Ben? Start with you. Uh, it's send me more strive woods, definitely. That's the faster bike. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Johnny. Um, yeah, I think I think I'd probably I'd, def, I'd stay with the strive. It had that um, uh, consist uh, consistency in the riding that the I me- I remember the um, the mullet spectral allowed you to be very consistent with how you rode, and it had that same feeling, even though it's um, a, a full twenty nine er. So, I think if you were racing enduro you could just be in you know in with 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 the right fitness incredibly consistent yeah in your riding yeah uh, and at the end of the day because it was it was forgiving enough that you could you could ride the end of the day um in a manner you know at the end of towards the end of thursday ben and i did roots maneuver and we did a full run without stopping yeah and yeah, it was, t- we were tired at the, you know, I was tired at the bottom. My, my wrists were tired, but you know, I didn't really feel like we let up on pace and it, you know, I was on the strive for that and it was, yeah, it was just great. So racing wise, it's just, it would be, it's a no brainer at this point. Yeah. Fair play. And I, I think I share the same struggle as you, Ben, like for me, it would be between the spectral and the strive and for all of the first day, I would have picked the strive for the, for the morning of the second day, I would have picked the strive until I got back on the spectral at bike park Wales and expecting to struggle and just remembered how much fun that thing is. And for me, it comes down to it's ego versus enjoyment. I think like the strive covers gaps in my riding ability and enables me to keep up with people where I probably shouldn't be able to and enables me to ride things that maybe I'm not, you know, my ability's not quite there and it covers that up really, really well. And I think if I was racing a lot, it would be the bike to take racing. And in fact, we're going racing this coming yeah. weekend and I think <laughs> I'm going to take the stride because I need you all should. the help I can get. Um, <laughs> but if I was being honest with myself, I think I would have more fun on the spectral. Um, just because it is an incredibly good bike to ride. It is really enjoyable. It's as, you know, it's nearly as capable. You can ride it down all the same trails. You could take it to the Alps for a week in the summer. It's not going to let you down. You're going to have a good time on it. And, and similarly to Johnny, you know, we've, we've spent some time on that mullet version and we know how much fun we had on that. Um, so yeah, I think it would pro I would probably end up in that area and just because a lot of what i ride is not you know it's not really uh, can we can we quickly question your what your actual kind of like local riding is and your most frequent mm. riding because as far as i'm concerned it's uh Windrock bike park and <laughs> tweed valley <laughs> and you know you could occasionally post a photo of your local trails but 
I don't, you know, what, what, what is your local riding? Yeah, well, my very local trails are fairly lame. Uh, oh, they're not lame, they're fun, but they're like really short, just berms, few jumps, bits and bobs. There's some kind of rocky single track nearby. And then beyond that, we're talking like moorland stuff, like Ilkley. So it has some gradient to it, has some roughness, can be quite rocky and janky in places. Stainburn Forest also, again, a mixture of like janky rock and some quite steep, natural kind of loamy stuff. Uh, and then a bit of time in Sheffield with Ben and Si and people like that on Warncliffe type tracks. So it varies. There's definitely stuff in there that warrants a strive, but I do think like there's nothing that I could ride on the strive that I couldn't on the spectral. And I think I'd have more fun on the spectral. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't need the strive. The only reason I need the strive is, is the ego in me saying, well, you'll be able to go faster on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I, and I think I, that I've had this battle a lot between like, do you want to, do you want to be having the most fun or do you want to be going fast and how much of, how much of the fun is speed do you know what i mean yeah like a percentage of having fun is how fast you're going and whether you're keeping up with your mates and all that kind of stuff that is part of that fun equation but there's a lot of other stuff that goes in there that i can't quite put my finger on exactly what it is but the spectral has a lot of it i think we've discussed this before in terms of um some of your best race results have come when you've had the most fun yeah um so in that sense it's you know, it's maybe not the quickest bike that's going to, if you, from a, from you for a race perspective, it's not the quickest bike that's going to make you get the best results. It's yeah. the bike that you're having the most fun on, which will allow you to be mo- most consistent and be in the best uh, mental space. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a massive puzzle, but I think on, on balance, I would always have a little niggling in the back of my mind that, should I have bought the Strive? But mm. I think I'd be having so much fun on the Spectre that I yeah. can get over it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, there you go. Well, maybe, Well, hopefully we have given uh, some context to people that are toying between different bikes at kind of that trail, enduro, super enduro level of travel because there's so many options out there. Um, I would I would quickly add that they are all amazing. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, we're, we're splitting hairs here and we jumped on all three having never ridden them before and rode them really fast and enjoyed them all with very um, little setup. Oh, yeah. With stock settings. Yeah. They're all really, really good. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, it was very interesting couple of days. Thanks for being part of it. I hope you've, uh, hope you enjoyed it. And um, I think we all learned quite a lot. So yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time to chat. Appreciate it. And, uh, See you on the trails very soon, hopefully. Thanks for having us. Cheers. All right, that's it for this episode with Ben and Johnny. I hope you've enjoyed listening and found it useful. A massive thanks to Canyon for supporting this episode. As you can probably tell, we had a ball on all three of the bikes during our time testing. If you're in the market for a new bike, then Canyon have got all the bases covered with these three awesome options. As with everything right now, stock is limited, but it is kept up to date on the Canyon website. And if your choice isn't available right now, then you can sign up to stock update emails for that particular model and size by navigating to it over at canyon.com and clicking notify me. Also, a massive thanks to Kushkor. 
Improve the performance of your bike so that you can go bigger, corner harder and ride faster by fitting Cushcore to your ride. These aren't just an insert to reduce your risk of punctures and rim damage. They really do improve the way the bike rides. They're available in Pro, XC+, Gravel and Cyclocross, come with multiple valve colour options and Cushcore have some great tools to make installing them a breeze with the bead dropper tyre lever and the brand new bead bro. Head over to Cushcore.com now to check them out. Here's a few other links that might be useful to you too. Downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Forward slash shop to support the show by getting yourself some merch. And forward slash EP if you'd like a copy of the first issue of our lovely print project, Downtime EP. As always, spread the word and make sure as many people as possible are listening. That's it for today. We're going to have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until next time, get out and ride. <laughs>